Big game for the Jaguars and the Texans on Sunday. We'll do a crossover with my brothers from another mother in Houston in just a second. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday crossover edition of Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans. Today's episode of both of those shows is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked on. I've been waiting for this for can I, a minute. Can I say something real quick? What? What, man? What? Yeah, I, I just want to give props. <laughs> whoever, whoever was the producer for that intro, because yeah. it started off kind of mellow, and then it hit me with the – and it switched up. I thought it was like an elevator at, at Bad Boy or something like that, man. <gasps> well, slip and slide. Did. Y'all in Florida, slip and slide. Regular, that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We requested that. We requested that, brother. That's what we do here on Locked On Jaguars. But we appreciate y'all uh, coming, joining us, making us your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans. And reminding you that we're free on all platforms, John Hickman. You know what John just did? John just tried to deflect me from the fact that these <laughs> brothers owe me an apology. They owe me a straight-up apology. Last year, no, I'm going to get to Tyler Rowland. John, you did. You were nice this year. doing our pre- You were. Cody, you were absent. But let me tell you something. Last year, these brothers gave me absolute grief because the Texans swept the Jaguars. Now they are in the cellar, and they are the worst team in the AFC South. Probably the worst team in the NFL. But look, I'm gonna give y'all a mulligan because 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 the dude that got the massages, he put y'all in this situation. I ain't gonna lie to you now. Yeah, right, he, he put, did. He did. He, he can't lie about that. He put he put y'all in this situation. So, um, look, the folks want to hear from you guys. They want to hear. They've been dying to hear this. By the way, they want to talk to you guys. They really want to talk to Tyler Rowland. But they want to talk to you guys. And uh, I'm glad to have y'all. It's always fun when we do this. We make fun Absolutely. of each other, but it's always love. We got a lot of big stories from each team, and I'm gonna let y'all run with it, man, and tell the biggest stories that will impact this game Sunday between the Texans and the Jags. Don't wait. One of y'all can go ahead and talk. <laughs> okay. and I, hey, look, I ain't gonna edit nothing either. Y'all get me straight with no chaser as I sip my water, right? Let's go. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start it off. And look, when you talk about the biggest storyline, of course, going into this game, you have to talk about the the second year quarterback battle, which is Davis Mills versus Trevor Lawrence. And a couple of weeks ago at the start of the season, um, there was an interesting graphic that was going around social media. And it was a picture of Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. And I, I DM'd you, Wig, and I said, one of these quarterbacks are not like the other. And, of course, I'm talking about the guy who had this sorry Gatorade commercial. Well, here we are going into week five of the regular season. Let me just say I was wrong. I apologize. And, yes, it's actually the other quarterback who is not like the other. And I say all that just to say when you talk about the biggest storylines, I just want to know, will Lovey Smith finally – 
revamp and change his defense because he continued to go out there with that Tampa 2 defense and the zone coverage is not there. And that's very important because when I take a look at Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking at a guy who is playing really well to start his second season off. And when you take a look at the number of passing yards that the Houston Texans gave up, I mean, excluding the game against the Chicago Bears, of course, because you know they don't throw the ball, the Houston Texans have given up an average of 293 yards in the passing game. And every single quarterback from Matt Ryan's to um, Russell Wilson, and of course on Sunday, Justin Herbert, they attacked the Houston Texans in the middle of that zone defense, down the middle, and if Lovey Smith does not change that, then Trevor Lawrence is going to do the same as well. I think the biggest issue with that, uh, because the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we talked about in, in our pre-show, they kind of struggled a little bit in cover two, so this would, you know, Probably be the perfect game to have it. However, Houston has issues with their linebackers dropping back in coverage, and that has not been ugly. But I think one of the biggest storylines for the Houston Texans right now is will they get players back that can really bring some things to the field that they've been missing? Mario Addison was activated off of IR. Christian Harris, the rookie, everybody has been waiting Mm. to see him play football ever since the national championship game. We had all those sacks. Um, So those two players are active for this week. They have an opportunity to play. I think Mario Addison, who actually played during the preseason, unlike Christian Harris, he'll get some good opportunity to get some snaps in. And Derek Singley, will he or will he not play? He bruised up that left arm on Sunday due to a bad tackle. Uh, He's a rookie as well who's having a little up and down season. I think he's been playing fairly well. But overall, who's going to be out there and who's not? And the reason why that's big is because the players that you've been putting out there has not been able to consistently impact the game. Houston is still terrible with stopping the run, right? The linebackers are still having issues stopping guys in coverage and finding their zone and sticking to their man and and, 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 and doing their assignment. Those two players and Mario Addison and with the athletic ability of Christian Harris, they got an opportunity to change it just a little bit with the hopes of, of stopping the James Robinson with the hopes of not allowing Agnew who had a big day on Sunday or Christian, uh, Christian Kirk who has played well for the Jaguars so far of killing them in the middle of that field. I think the biggest story from the Jaguars perspective is this. They got to get beyond the fact that Trevor Lawrence had five turnovers. Trevor Lawrence got stripped four times last, last week and or, or stripped a fumble. And then he threw an interception. They had five turnovers against the Eagles on the road and still had the ball with a chance to win or tie the game late. So it was his worst game. It's probably that game that uh, hopefully, you know, when he's 50 years old and he's talking to his grandkids and they're asking what's the worst you ever played, hopefully he can point to that one and it'll be singular and he won't have another game that way. The Jaguars have to get back to being themselves. And there's, they, they formed an identity the last uh, two weeks prior when they outscored both the Colts and the Chargers 62-10. to 10. They went on first down, they score early, they get ahead, they get to the sub package, and then they affect the game and they really play the game at the tempo that they want to play it at. And then they have this run-pass balance that really, really works. They have to get back to that. They're not good with playing uh, from playing behind the sticks and they're not really good playing when they have to play catch-up because they exert themselves too much and some of their depth along the front seems to really cause a problem. We want to talk about key matchups with both of these teams and you know it's hard to try to figure it out from my perspective because 
the thing that killed the Jaguars in the past, Brandon Cooks, doesn't appear to really be that big of a deal this year. So we'll discuss that. We'll talk about all of those things in segment two and give the guys from Houston a chance to really, really, really tell us some of the things that they view as key matchups. And we'll do it in just a second here on a crossover edition of Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Texans. First of all, I got to tell you about Elias Digital Solutions. Did you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up to date and accurate information placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app. It's an app called the Elias Game Plan app. First of all, in my opinion, Elias represents credibility when it comes to the NFL because it has been used by the NFL and it is really the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues since 1913. From ESPN, your local radio broadcast, and television television broadcast, you have always heard about Elias. Now, what I need you to do is take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscri- subscription. Just use my promo code, which is locked on NFL25. I'll repeat it. Locked on NFL25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code locked on NFL25. Bring it back here with the boys from Houston on a special edition of Locked on Jaguars, Locked on Texas, which is a Thursday crossover. Key matchups. Let me let y'all run with it, man. What do you consider the key matchups for this game this weekend? Man, I, I look at a defensive line for Houston who is fourth in the league right now with 11 sacks, Jerry Hughes, the vet. You know how sometimes there's like an old – Pick up basketball, savvy basketball, old school, who can hit you with the counter, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how Jerry Hughes has kind of been playing for us, full of young talent around him. John Grenard hasn't stepped up as much as you would like for him to do. And Rasheen Green, who we brought in over from Seattle, he's played fairly well. But the defensive line, I think, has to get out to Trevor Lawrence. And I'll tell you why. When Trevor Lawrence is getting sacked, he has a QBR of 44, which was against the Washington Commanders and 12.9 against the Eagles. They combined for six sacks, 13 quarterback hits in those two games. So it's clear that a player who I have never liked, and Cam Robinson, we'll talk about him just a little bit, but it's clear uh, if you're able to get out to Trevor Lawrence and kind of knock him out of his comfortability a little bit, then you have an opportunity to stop that offense. That offense moves, but with two people right now, and that's Trevor Lawrence, that's James Robinson. You knock out Trevor Lawrence, that at least eliminates one of those threats. And then from there, you will have an opportunity to keep yourself in the game if you're the Houston Texans. And I'm actually going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. And the one matchup that I'm looking at is Christian Kirk versus um, Steven Nelson. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are going to go into this game and say, man, I can't wait to see um, Derek Stanley Jr. Unfortunately, Derek Stanley Jr. is dealing with a bruised shoulder, a bruised elbow at the very moment. He was at practice on yesterday, but he had a brace on that arm. Coach Lovey Smith said he will play, but I'm expecting if he does go out there and play in Jacksonville, he's going to be limited, which means he's not going to cover you guys' number one wide receiver. And look, 
lot of people made fun about the Christian Kurt signing during free agency, and it seems like it is paying off big time. And I just mentioned how Trevor Lawrence is possibly going to kill the Houston Texans with the passing game. I can see him connecting very well with Christian Kirk. I do believe that this could possibly be if the Texans secondary, especially with Steven Nelson, if they cannot contain Christian Kirk, I do expect him to finish this game with his second um, game for the 2022 campaign with another 100 plus yards um, in receiving. So that's going to be very interesting to see how the Houston Texans secondary is going to change up and revamp everything if Derek Stingley is not 100% come Sunday. I like the way y'all thinking. And uh, uh, I'll touch on a little bit of that, but First, I got to get with my key matchup. You guys seem to make me think that it's not really a big deal. <laughs> and that's Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is actually, has killed the Jaguars over recent memory. I think the key matchup for Jacksonville is Jacksonville against Jacksonville. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is they have, they have lost two games that they were absolutely upset about and they thought that they could win. And they lost them both by one score. What they have to do is decrease the variance between how they played against the Colts and the Chargers and then how they played against the, the Commanders and the Eagles. You got to start bringing that bottom up, the floor up towards the ceiling. Now, you won't be as high, but you need to play closer to that than this. And what that means is you got to – it's self versus self, me versus me. You can't turn the ball over. You have to get ahead of the sticks. You have to get off the field on third down when you're on defense. So the key for me is this, because I don't know how – healthy photo Fatukasi is, but they only have two 300-pounders on defense in their base defense. I saw you talk about that on Twitter. Like, that was an issue for him, and you right. you was like, hey, y'all need to keep some big guys up front. Right, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is they run a 3-4 in their base. They like to get to that sub-package where they have a four-man front where nobody is a real nose guard. They run defensive tackles and defensive ends. Mm. Actually, they sometimes they have Dewan Smoot and Arden Key, two edge guys, and then yeah. they have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker on the outside. So they could have no one bigger than 270 pounds at some point when they get to their true nickel package with the sub package, which they, they really thrive in that package. But you have to get there. That means you have to win on first down because you don't win on first down. You need to need, you have to have a big guy still on the field where they take Devon Hamilton and Fadu Kazi out. What happened last week is Fadu Kazi got hurt. He hurt his quad. So now you have one big 300-pounder. He got tired. And he didn't tell me that. The film told me he got tired. Or they put a three technique next to him in the middle, and the Eagles kept converting on runs when they had to, and they milked the clock late. Now, the Eagles went forward on fourth down and got stuck, but by the time the Jaguars got the ball back, they didn't have any timeouts. It was two minutes left. They're desperate. They couldn't take their time. Trevor ended up fumbling anyway. But the key is is you can't give up 200-yard rushing. And that's where Damian Pierce comes into play. He had a big so game bad. last week. We loved him. Uh, according to Doug Peterson, they loved him. Mm-hmm. And, John, you and I, I asked you. I said, Remember that. You seen, at the senior bar, I said, you seen Damian Pierce? He said, yeah, I just saw him. He's over there. I went over there and talked to him, and the damn near came back crying. And, see, he's a he was a Gator, and I'm a Seminole. But if you spend two minutes with him. That's all I we had. Him, we all we had two minutes. <laughs> but, it gets, but it gets overblown when people say this is a lot of hyperbole. You spend two minutes with him and you realize how special of a player and a person he is. 
And people like that affect locker rooms. And I'm sure you guys have seen it in Houston already. Oh, yes. Yes, Oh, yes. I I mean, it's like that dude is a Walter Payton man of the year waiting to happen. I'm Mm -hmm. telling Uh, you. He sparked that offense on Sunday. At that point, we were down with three touchdowns. Yeah, man. 21-0 against the Chargers. That 75-yard run did a lot for the entire team. And then it came out in the second half, was able to go out there and put some points up. But he's going to be special for Houston. And what I like about it so 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 far, what Houston is doing is if you remember the great days for Houston with Arian Foster, who was leading the way for Arian Foster? Mm-hmm. Big Vontae Leach, man, moving boys out the way. Got that DN to fullback convert Troy Harrison. He has been playing out of his mind, and he's been helping Damian Pierce find those creases and holes. Happened on Sunday with that 75-yard pop. So my concern is this. Damian Pierce played in Gainesville, which is 90 miles southwest of Jacksonville. He's from Bainbridge, Georgia, which is maybe 100 miles west of Jacksonville and a little bit north. And he's going to have all his country folks down here from <laughs> home and aunties and, you know, and, Ray, and friends Ray. and family. And, man, fact, man. One of, and there's a barber I know in my profession who actually graduated two years before him and played the same position, who basically raised him. So it's like, don't let that boy come here, come home and and run all over people here. I'm if the my concern is that Houston is really, really patient. And they if the Jaguars aren't scoring points and they're patient and they're patient and they keep running, 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 running and eventually allow guys to get open and they pop something from over the top. So my key, my key matchup is Jacksonville versus itself. They got to score some points and create a little bit of distance with Houston. So we're going to do score predictions here in the third and final segment. Before that, I really have to let you know about NFL key predictions. Thanks again for making Locked on Jags and Locked on Texans your first everyday listen. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL. Locked on's local experts like us give you inside scoops on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions for Friday or every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Texans and the Locked On Jaguars your first listen every day. Make sure you check us out throughout the week, heading up until Sunday's matchup. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Wig, before we talk a little bit more about Sunday's matchup and our predictions, you guys have a new head coach. We have a new head coach here in Houston. Ours was a part of the coaching staff last year, talking about Lovey Smith. Doug Peterson spent the year out of the NFL, came back, and you look immediately better than the, I want to cut so bad, but the crap show that Urban Meyer Mm. had going on (laughs) in Jacksonville. How does it feel to have a Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach, who has the resume to lead this franchise so far. It feels good. I mean, everything looks competent. And, you know, though some people have disagreed with Doug's play calling in the two losses, 
that's what happens. He's the same guy he was when they won. The thing is, is you got to understand that it is what it is. He's not going to change who he is. He's, he's not going to change the approach. Guys just have to play better. Like, for instance, before I questioned Doug Peterson's play calling, and that's what a lot of people did last week, they said, well, it was raining and, the you know, this wasn't working and your guy was off. First of all, Trevor Lawrence is the first overall pick in the draft. They ain't know your guy was off. That's the hmm. dude that you probably took this job because they had him. You don't take the ball out of the first overall pick. You just simply do this. Y'all can talk all of that crap all you want to. My guy cannot fumble four times and throw another interception. One player cannot be responsible for five turnovers. So y'all can talk all day about my play calling and he didn't have it and I put No, he's got to have it. That sounds like a Spike Lee movie, but no, he's got to have it. <laughs> you know, it ain't no, he, he, ain't, they, we got to get rid of these excuses. He is going to call those games as if uh, Peyton Manning is his quarterback because that's the type of hype that they put. And it's probably the way he feels about the kid. And if the kid ain't there yet, guess what? He's still going to, he's going to get there in two, in, in a year or two. You can't hide people in the NFL. It doesn't work that no. way. Because no, the second not, you start not, trying not to do that, bro, you. they're going to know you're trying to hide him, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to make him do what he do. They're going to stack the box and say, no, do it. You can't hide people in this league, especially people that receive a lot of hype. So I want Doug to stick to his guns, and, and, and I want the guys to play better. See, people always look at bad play and say, you need to call a game different. No, nah, they just need to execute. They need to block better. And if they don't block better, we need to find somebody who can do it. Stop oh, always blink, stop all, especially when a guy already has a Lombardi trophy. Trust me, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> that sounds like Houston. You know, we got an issue down here with, uh, you know, a lot of people are blaming the Pep Hamilton, the uh, OC, uh, some of the offense. Pep Hamilton struggles. is outstanding and he should have been a candidate for a head coach years ago. He ain't forget how to coach just because he came to Houston. I think the <laughs> issue right now that a lot of people aren't seeing is. If you if you do a scale on one to ten, I think thirty percent will be blamed on Pep Hamilton. I have been critical of his situational play calling. However, this is why I love the fact that the NFL has allowed people to go back and review games because now you're not looking at it from a TV view. You're able to see different angles. You saw there all those people. You saw all those people open, didn't you? Mm -hmm. You saw a lot. You you'll see on multiple occasions where Davis Mills, this is an NFL throw that you should be able to make. This this is a this is a high, middle school. This is a high school throw. This is a collegiate throw. You should be able to make sometimes, and you're not able to make the play. We have to talk about our number one draft picks, Trayvon Walker. How's he been doing out there for you guys? Georgia oh, Blue Trayvon's Blue. good. Trayvon's good. He last week he ran into Lane Johnson. <laughs> That's a problem. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lane gonna but, be Lane. But he does a lot of things that doesn't show up on tape. And Brian Balding has done a really good job. Baldy has done a great job of actually showing that stuff. So. Uh, he he's been he's been outstanding, and Devin Lloyd has also been very very well, considering that he missed most of training camp with a hamstring injury. So, the thing about them is they're young, they're big, they're strong, and they're fast. They just have to find a way to figure it out every single week. And the thing about the league, man, is we get to actually watch it on full display, mm -hmm. as opposed to them being able to work things out in the lab. And it, this is one thing I always say. We all, I, I grew up watching Michael Jackson videos. Well, actually, I yes, actually, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, got errors, about, we all did. Yeah, we got, we got to talk about Michael and Kobe because I feel the same way about him you do, bro. Both yes, sir. That's right. That, and, that, and that album is better than the Thriller album, too. 
That's a conversation we gotta have for another day. Yeah, what yeah, album yeah. you got? What, what album you think is better? I think Off, Off the, the Wall, wall is his best album. Right. Nah. I think uh, because I think Off the Wall set up Thriller. Now listen, we we getting off, but we gonna do this because this is what we <laughs> this do. What we do. Right? <laughs> this is what we do. I think the Chronic is Dr. Dre's most important album, but I think Doggy Style is actually his best produced album. So the thing is, is the thing with with Off the Wall was. Thriller's great, but I don't think Thriller could have stood the way that it did without Off the Wall bringing everybody into Michael's world a little bit. You know what mm, I'm saying? Off the agreed. Wall guy, Off the Wall, Off the Wall is something else, man, and it really set Thriller up. But but, but get mm -hmm. back. Let's, let's let's get back to football. <laughs> you see, I was quiet for a reason. Yeah, yeah let's let's get back to football. Um, I love them both, by the way. But let's get back. I think Off the Wall is the greatest album of all time, by the way. Other than songs in the key of life by Stevie Wonder, so we'll we'll go there. But listen, the thing is, is with Jacksonville, we I brought up Michael Jackson because we saw the choreography after it was done. Mm -hmm. In football, you actually get to watch the choreography while it's going on, and it's not a finished product. You know how many times they messed up before they did that concert, and they had to get it right. You saw the end product. So in football, the end product is week 16 and week 17. And we have to understand that what we're watching early is the rehearsals. But you just hope you win enough to be able to dance in the end. Mm. And teams, are, you have, uh, what, uh, how many games did Cincinnati lose last year? Six? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was a lot, that was a yeah, lot 10, of dancing. Yeah, that was a lot of mistakes, wasn't it? But then at the end, they were one pass away from winning the Super Bowl. So the thing yeah, is, is we have to maintain and we have to understand it because of social media and because of the way we want everything with fast food, that what you see today might not be what you see tomorrow. I'm going to give you a score prediction right now. I'm going to predict that the Jaguars win this game 27-13, to 13, and I want you guys to give me yours. You want to go, John? You got it. Um. This is probably a first for me, but I'm going to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to come away victorious in this game, 21 to 17. Um, Davis Mills, you know, second year progression, regression has been a thing, and he hasn't been that good on the road. This is a guy who has only completed 60% of his passes on the road with five touchdowns, 11 interceptions. The only win that took place on the road came in Jacksonville last year, which I do believe that was Urban Meyer's last game he coached. Now you guys clean house. You guys are in a better state of mine and i i don't see houston pulling off this victory go on go to throw that bogus bs out there <laughs> i see i saw how you i saw how you loaded your jaws up you took that deep breath that a whole bunch of foolishness about to pop out your mouth go ahead I, I, this may be the last time i do this i think the guard center guard combo should be good enough to and, and Harrison to make sure that Damian Pierce is able to run, and I'm actually going to go 21 18. The Texans, I, 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 I may shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. Boy, I lost his mind. I don't know because <laughs> I, I tell you this, Wig, and, and we've talked about it on and off camera. We had an opportunity to talk about it in Mobile. I think the world of Trevor Lawrence, like, I, I think that he, he gets it, he's going to figure it out, and he has a coach that's going to help him figure it out. And I don't think they're going to necessarily be just great over the next year or two to where their draft picks won't be as high to get the top-tier players. But I like Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence may be one of those players that will eventually start bringing 
or free agents to Jacksonville, which normally doesn't necessarily have big name free agents. But for Sunday, Houston is 8 0 against the Jaguars. I don't think the streak ends right now. 21 18, Houston. But look at you. Look at you. <laughs> you this is a big game you, for Kenyon Green. You just done dropped them and plopped them on the table. He's like, this is what it is, right? I think that, I think, I think that. Hey, Cody, look at him, how he's stuttering. He don't even believe that. BS. Exactly. I'm, I'm just tired of being hood. I'm just tired of being hood-winked and bamboozled with this team. That's all. You know what? At this, the locker room messed up. Maybe after the bye week, they can get things together. But as of right now, man, they, it's not looking too good for the Texans. We're supposed to do a recap of this whole show. I'm like Ray Gibson. We don't want to do no recap after what I just seen. This joker. Just... <laughs> I don't even want after what I just seen. I don't want no jello, man. What you talking about? You know they had got that up in here, huh? You know how they got it up in here right now. So go ahead. If that's what you want to do. Man, we don't know how to act, man. I'm going to tell you what. I got to say this, though, real quick. I got to give it to you, man. Our friends over at LinkedIn. Man, my daughter was getting out of the military. And when she was getting out of the military... She actually went to LinkedIn and immediately, bang, just like that, she was notified. The day she got out of the military, she started a job making $65,000 a year up in Charlotte. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes and a wager for small businesses. If you're a small business and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, this is what you have to do. Check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team. What you have to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. That is a very, very big deal. Make sure you add that job and that hashtag hiring. And what's going to happen is you're going to get one of 40 million people that's trying to get a job every week or more trying to operate and deal with you at LinkedIn. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, the Peacock and Williamson podcast is off the chain, man. Brian Peacock, the host of Locked on 49ers, along with Matt Williamson, who's a former NFL scout. They give you information like you cannot get it make that your second listen find the peacock and williamson nfl show wherever you get your podcast it's on odyssey it's on youtube make sure you like and subscribe to that show as always it has been a blast with my brothers in houston john hickman and cody davis i can't say it any better than that man this is a crossover edition of locked on jaguars and locked on texans Make sure you guys take care of each other, and we'll see you next time here on Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans. Before I die, I need my haircut by wig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to get it, too. <laughs>